Hello everybody, welcome back to Here in the Void, the official podcast of falling in love on the first date and then taking three months to figure that out. My name is Brett and I'll be your personal cupid this week. My name is Michael and I'm ready to fall up the stairs. My name's James and if you're embarrassed because you had one more than your average of four, four locos last night and you forgot how to read for two weeks, it's okay, we've all been there. <laughs> and I'm Jeffrey and I don't know how to follow any of that up. <laughs> You missed the chance to say I'm Jeffrey and I haven't been there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it in. Maybe he's actually been there. No. Um. So, like I said, this week, um, I've been reaching out on social media and just being generally really annoying and trying to field a bunch of questions. And I'm really happy with the outpouring of support that we got because we have like a page and a half of Valentine's Day questions to get through. I think we should just jump right in. Um, so the first question that we got uh, was submitted to us anonymously, and it's, WTF is love? Yes. <laughs> That's the... Yep. So you're saying it's a yes or no question, Jeffrey? <laughs> yes. I have a very nice. intellectual response to this. Yeah, I've got one prepared too, but James would be better. Love is when you want to put your thing in someone else's thing. Like, really, like really <laughs> okay. bad, and it's reciprocated. No. Um... Well, I think that's lost. It's a good definition of lost. Maybe mutual lost. Bonk. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> I. That's a that's a record. That's less than two minutes before jail. <laughs> <laughs> jail. I think if if I were to take an honest guess, it's probably accepting the culmination of someone else's imperfections. That's kind of what I would go with. I'd like to revise my answer. Okay. Love when you want to be with someone all the time and deal with the hard things in life together. Hell yeah, bro. We're going to take you out of horny jail and put you in love jail. <laughs> I've been in love jail for three years, baby. I'm not coming out. Sweet. Wow. Ew. <laughs> Come on, Brad. He said something yeah. nice. Give him credit. He did. Don't, don't shame that's, that. We that, need that. That's like when I, we were in a Skype call and I told Emily, I was like, I love you. And Jeffrey goes, holy shit. <laughs> I think I think love is when you invite someone to the beach and then you have to buy four pretzels because they're coming to. <laughs> what does that mean? Not important. Yeah, the real ones will know. Answer, Brett. Uh, but if you're out there wondering, WTF is love. Don't worry, you've got another hour where hopefully you'll learn something. So take some notes. Uh, our next question comes into us from Allison. Thank you, Allison. I didn't answer about what. What do you think it. about? Yes, I, I did. Know. Jeffrey, give Jeffrey a oh give Jeffrey, Jeffrey a chance. Fuck. The one person. I'm sorry. The one person who's engaged. <clears throat> I don't. I don't have an answer, so we can move on. <laughs> oh my one God. of your, your three seconds of fucking fame okay yeah go, go to hell man. <laughs> yeah. Next. remember what happens to 55% of marriages Jeffrey they stay in love forever exactly Yay. particularly in western democracies we're really good at that <laughs> no I really though I think when you're not necessarily infatuated with somebody but when you're with somebody and those moments mean more to you than anything else and every day you think like wow i didn't think this could get better and it does i think that's a pretty good indicator when you just want to smack someone with a pillow instead of doing other mundane shit 
Yeah, yeah. I think that that probably fits into that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was a, that was a good answer. I'm glad we I'm glad we sweet. circled back around for that. Love is fucking <laughs> suplexing someone onto a fucking bed and hitting them with a pillow. Love is taking them to Suplex City. That's a fact. Sunday night. Uh, I just peeked the fuck out of my mic when I did that. Our next question comes to us from Allison. Thank you, Allison. What do you think about the zoo in Texas letting you name a cockroach after your ex and they will feed it to an animal on Valentine's Day? I think that's, that is fantastic. I think all zoos should oh. do that. It's like a little too petty for my taste. I'm not gonna lie. It's like it's but, it's petty, but like that that person will not know. I think that's if if you want to get that out yeah. somehow, that's a pretty okay way of doing that. I think, without being actually productive about you know getting those feelings out. Because like a lot of times, assigning some object or something like that value, like even if you just like write something down on a piece of paper and then like burn it or something. Like a lot of times, that's a way of like getting rid of those bad emotions that you had for that thing, and you know, having a cockroach is is an interesting way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that can be useful. I guess I just don't want us to needlessly feed into toxic, like the toxicity you could feel for an ex, because I guess you things would have to have ended badly for you to feel like you have to name a cockroach after them that will then be eaten by an animal. Yeah, so. I think if that's necessary, there might be something else that you should solve instead or some reconciliation you might want to pursue rather than that kind of Unless stuff. Unless they're a real, uh, a real turd, if you will. Yeah, I don't know about pursuing reconciliation with an ex. I don't think that's the exception, not the rule. It's, it's context dependent. Like if, if things end in a really, really bad situation, obviously that can't be expected. But maybe rather than dwelling on it, you'd be better off not naming I had an ex in high school. I would have loved to name a cockroach after and jam in the mouth of a zebra or some shit. Do zebras eat cockroaches? I don't know. We're talking, I'm talking about a zoo. I don't know. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure zebras are mostly vegetarians. Not after I feed it a cockroach. Okay. I, th I think cockroaches <laughs> are actually get, like omnivores. They just eat whatever's like around. Like they'll, they they'll eat birds and shit. Like I was just going to I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a horrifying video of a horse who was just chomping on grass. There's yeah. a little chick nearby, oh, no. and the horse just scooped it up. Just, like, scooped it right up and <laughs> oh, ate it and just, just because God. it could. And it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> but they, they will do that. This is They're like not Valentine's Day related at all, but can we just <laughs> take a moment to say that horses are the I scariest animal? Of horses. horses Their are teeths are too big. They have big oh, they're teeth. They're just like massively fucking strong. It's the same reason I look at a bear and I'm freaked out. It's like that is that is muscle. Yeah, right but there, hor bro. horses are also just straight up glass cannons, though. Because if anything happens to the legs, mm -hmm. they're down for good. So I go mean, for the knees. Who here has ever ridden a horse? Not me. I'm an outlier. I mean, right. I I feel like one. <laughs> but I I feel like once you do that, they're not as scary. Like they're very powerful creatures, but. Not any scarier than a human or anything. Uh, I disagree because a human couldn't kick me with enough force to like shatter several ribs. I don't think. Yes, they could. The way a horse could? No, not the way a horse could. But I'm saying like exactly. I'm much more I'm much more afraid of my fellow humans than I am really any animal aside from things like scorpions or. Brad, I'm gonna fucking dodge. Michael's afraid of scorpions. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get kicked in <laughs> yeah. the chest later today. I think I think being afraid of scorpions is a rational fear. There are plenty of rational fears out yeah. there. Yeah, like horses. Like horses. No. <laughs> I mean, I was scared of dogs for a long time, Dude. and that's a pretty. That that's yeah. actually a pretty common one. I think that horses are the only reason why we got Abraham Lincoln because he got kicked that in the head as a sense. kid, and it turned him into what he was. Obviously, so politician. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happened to me and Jeffrey. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Though we're we're we are flying through ideas here. Why are you afraid of scorpions and not horses? Because I mean, a scorpion, like if you're in Arizona or anywhere, can just be in your boot. You can go to put your shoe on, and then you get stung. You live in Ohio. Well, I know, but it's more so if I would ever come across it, like in the wild. And I mean, it's just, it's more dangerous. Like you can look at the number of casualty rates over years that come from scorpion poisoning versus horses. And that's yeah, all the scorpion poisoning versus horse poisoning. God damn it. Horse poisoning. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's casualties from horse related. Yeah. You things. might, you might not know that zero Americans died from horse poisoning in the year 2020. It really is a fake. <laughs> it's it's a fake pandemic. It's not what I said. Well, I think we answered that question yeah. in its entirety. <laughs> All right, our next our next question comes from Stephanie. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie how many, Pop? How many questions you, are we going to have that have nothing to do with Valentine's Day? This has every... Well, I assume this was an innuendo. No. Oh. Should we answer this one totally I mean, seriously? I guess. I, saw, I think I, there was a test three. done, and I legitimately think it's somewhere in the hundreds. Probably. It depends on how big your tongue is, though, I think. How big and how saliva-y it is. Yeah, like, is your tongue slimy? Do it drip. All right, 364 licks. A group of engineering students from Purdue University reported that it's licking machine. <laughs> I gotta make some phone calls, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I think a licking machine Yeah, that, no, that's not actually a person, though. That's a nickname they gave their, the person that was testing it, so... Oh God. Have you guys met Dan? He's a licking How machine. How make licking machine? <laughs> so, in in conclusion, this question has an easily Googleable answer. We're not Google. Uh, my answer is I always just put that we, shit straight in my mouth, so I don't know. <laughs> Roll it around in there. Yeah, I just I just like any other sucker. I just put that shit in my mouth. I just put my dentures on and bite into it usually. <laughs> Have you guys ever felt that like Tootsie Pops and Blow Pops are like too big? Like what? Um... Next question. <laughs> okay. mm. James is looking very confused. I just watched a video of a very uh, clearly like like Jerry rigged uh, licking machine that was absolutely horrifying. So. <laughs> yeah, don't watch that to our to our listeners. We'll be we'll be linking like it that. in the show yeah, notes. We'll, so definitely we'll put it in the show description for everybody to see. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. Uh, our next question comes from Gra- is it Graciella? Yep, Graciella. Uh, is the concept of Valentine's Day heteronormative and outdated? Big Absolutely. yes, sure. I just I think when it comes to like all the advertising is always just between like a male and a female, and it's also too obsessed with monog like monogamous relationships i think there should be a like valentine's day can also be about polyamorous relationships you share with people too but again i don't really see that advertised in the media or anywhere else true agreed 
That's true. I would definitely say it's heteronormative. I don't know if it's outdated. I think if you can change Valentine's Day into something that's more inclusive, then it would be cool. I, I think I look at it about the same way I look at, like, Christmas, where I'll, <clears throat> if I examine the holiday on, like, a retail scale, and, like, I'm in mass, I think I have a lot of problems with it, but at the core of it, everybody who wants to celebrate it is going to. So <clears throat> that poly couple, thruple next door, they're going to have a nice night out, you know? I think it's a nice if, uh, excuse to do something nice. Yeah, I think oh, if, if it's, it was... If it's a concept of... Uh, yeah, whatever. Well, I think if it, was, if it was less heteronormative and less capitalistic and more about a day to spend with the people you love, even if it's <coughs> not, like romantic love or anything like that, and it was just for a day for everybody that wasn't pushed towards heteronormativity and and spending money at big chain stores, then it would be a cool day. So, if, but if we had a unfortunately, our society is not like that at all. If we had government mandated uh, partners. This would be easily solved. <laughs> yeah, when we have government mandated e girls and e boys that are assigned to everybody <laughs> at the age of nineteen, government. Government mandated uh, e-partners. No. Make it happen, Joe Biden. I'm waiting, Joseph. Joe... Let's start. Let's start with the checks, please. Stimulus checks, please. Uh, I will pass up on a stimulus check for my government mandated e-girl. Joe Biden has been. Okay. Listen, I'm I'm a left-leaning person, but Joe Biden has been notoriously questioned on the e-girl question, or notoriously silent on the e-girl question, and I need an answer. I'll trade in my stimmy for a. For an e-girl. <laughs> Easy. Jeffrey, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to nod you're engaged. So I think we answered that again comprehensively. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's time to jump to the next one. I think Bailey okay. would be okay with a government mandated e-girl. Would you both get Bailey? One? Hey Bailey. Would you be okay with a government mandated e-girl? That's not a comprehensive question. Do I get one? Or just you? Every everybody gets a government mandated <laughs> e-girl. Absolutely. Alright, we're good. <laughs> Alright, sweet. Got the pass. <laughs> Let's go. This is how we get this is how we get unity. <laughs> um <laughs> Our next question comes in from Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, we kind of touched on this one already. What do you all think about typical conventions surrounding Valentine's and, as a result, Galentine's celebrations? And how do you all plan to celebrate this year around pandemic circumstances? I like Galentine's. That's cool. It reminds me of, like, Friendsgiving. Yeah. I think I think it's, like, all overcomplicating sure. the same idea, which is just, like, you should take time to be with people that you care about, regardless of, that, like, romantic Exactly. Life. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess as far as like typical conventions, I guess this goes for a lot of other holidays, and I know we kind of have some questions later on that point towards that, but I don't think we need to have certain days where we act this way. I don't like that you sort of reserve this kind of behavior to like one or several days during the year, and then it doesn't, it's almost like an excuse for it not to happen more often. I want to apologize <laughs> to our viewers, James is being very distracting right now, so that, I'll get my that, harmonica that's the out issue. In a second. Um, <laughs> i think i don't know I, th well, I think if the only day you're doing something nice is on valentine's day you should probably just reevaluate the relationship but i also think it's nice to just have like a day set aside for like doing sweet things like licking yeah. tootsie pops 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, see, no, it is I, an innuendo. Just a normal tootsie pop. <laughs> oh, but in terms of celebrating, um, Bailey has to work on Valentine's Day, so that's sucky. And so this 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 podcast won't come out until Valentine's Day, and so I can say that I will be I'll be getting her I'll be getting her flowers and other stuff, and I'm gonna have it when she gets home from work. Aww. Nice. So, actually, this could be happening like in real time if you listen to this episode at launch. That 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 could be happening yeah, right that now. Will, that will be there's hap- a good chance. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, I um, I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'm probably just gonna stay home. <laughs> I think I have a bottle of red wine. I think that's. that's I didn't do, do nothing. Emily and I have historically not really. Oh, that's not true. Last. <laughs> Two, a year or two ago, we got each other presents for some reason, but we don't really do anything for Valentine's or Sweetest because we take advantage of every day, not just holidays. Mm. Carpe those DMs because you don't get that if many any DMs. Listeners want to carpe my DMs? They're welcome to slide in. Okay, that's that was actually yeah, really I, smooth. that's why I had to say it. I'm was. sorry. Don't actually carpe my DMs, please, unless you want to sell me like. See? Sandals, what? sandals that sand, sandals that look like this, <laughs> which are a thing. If you have fish sandals, James wants them. If you have fish so sandals, stupid, it'll it'll that will also be in the description. <laughs> Thank you, our sponsor, fish sandals. <laughs> For when Just you're broadly speaking, when you want fishy feet. Ooh. Ooh. Next question. There, there goes the company. That's their tagline. There Thank goes you to the our company. sponsor, Cotties. Is yep. that what they're called? <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Did I wish do, we were sponsored. We do so she much free little... marketing for other companies. <laughs> the show. Someone give us money. She my little shoe <laughs> thing. <laughs> um. So yeah, use promo code HITV podcast <laughs> on the Cotty's website. It won't do anything, but you <laughs> They'll can tell use you it. this code doesn't exist, but you can still type it in. <laughs> Just pretend. Um, for our next question, we're gonna go ahead and go to the voicemail. So, gotta share my screen real quick. This next question comes in from Kyle. Hey guys, Kyle here, long-time listener, first-time caller, and I have a really important question for you all on this special Valentine's Day episode. My question for you all is, can you describe for us your ultimate dream date, your first date, your ultimate first dream date? could be anything in the world. What would be the best thing for you for a first date? All right, thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Okay. This is getting deep. And that Definitely. is it is. Shout out to Kyle in our rival podcast. Oh yeah, shout out to Kyle in our rival podcast. Before we answer the question, Kyle and his fiance Erica have released a podcast called uh Bougie and the Beast, and it's really cute and it comes out on Saturdays and you should check it out if you want something that's a little more slice of life and a little less unmitigated chaos <laughs> than here in the void. Link in the description. Third link in the description. You're making a lot of work for me in this description. It's copy paste, Brett. I'm lazy. I understand. 
God, ideal first date. My ideal first date is an amusement park date. I love amusement parks. I love amusement park dates. Um, They're a little expensive, and sometimes it's like a weird thing to spend like a whole day with someone, especially if like you don't know them that well. So it's hard to do as a first date. But the best first date is amusement parks because there's always something to talk about. So like you never have to worry about like running into an awkward silence. Uh, there's always something to like be doing. So you're not the focus isn't entirely on the other person the whole time. And there's like a lot of freedom to like end it early and go do something else. You can get food. Uh, there's like a lot of other dates rolled into that amusement park date. So you can do anything and it's dope as hell. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I think it might be a little pricey for a first date. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To get in, but I, I think that that's probably pretty worthwhile. I, I, I guess for me, I'm pre-pandemic. I'm a fan of like a, a short walk or a hike or something, obviously in like a public setting, so nobody gets really worried or concerned about stuff like that on a first date. <laughs> I like taking my first date on a long walk in the deep <laughs> <to> woods. secluded, <laughs> unknown locations. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And then, like, if it goes well, you can always, like, go grab coffee or food afterwards. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of just, like, the local town coffee shop as a first place to meet up to talk with somebody. But that's just me. Uh, my uh, dream first date is um, sitting down and explaining the entirety of the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. <laughs> but in all reality, um, I'm also the same way. I Walks are good, but my go-to is usually just like going to a coffee shop there's one i frequent and uh are we worried about getting doxxed here i can't remember you can share whatever you feel the, comfortable sharing as a cafe i frequent when i'm you know in the area in downtown willoughby called arabica if you're in ohio and you're you may or may not be from oh. the same area we are i oh, oh yeah they're still around that's that hookah. No. That's that hookah bar. I highly, it? highly encourage you to <laughs> visit there because they have delicious drinks and it's a nice little place. But is that not the dispensary yeah, the on the corner? No. But that said, <laughs> so just gonna throw it out into the universe for anyone who may be thinking about it. If you want to put put the moves on someone, and you want it to be like really nice, stargaze. Cause there's almost nothing that can go wrong if you're gonna go stargazing. Hey, do you want to come sit out in the dark with me? Do you for want to know what my first date was? Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's War. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. No, That's wait. Pretty cool. Hold Seasonally on limited, but pretty cool. Yeah. Hold on a minute, though. Is Arabica not um, a hookah bar? No, where you're I from? think there's another location somewhere in Ohio, but the one in downtown Willoughby is not. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in in Parma Heights, and there was an Arabica out that way, and that was that was a straight up. There's another bar. one in, oh, at Parma Parma Arabica Coffee House and Hokuka Bar. Yeah, no, not not the same one. I am gonna find yeah. out. That place was really cool. They had free board games, but it always gave me a headache to be in there. My first date would be. Um... <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry. <laughs> Was my it? my ideal first date would be uh, probably a baseball game, honestly. Oh. Um, hopefully, even even if that person isn't really into sports, um, it still just gives you a chance to sit down and talk for a while while sitting out in the beautiful sun and chilling and having drinks and you know maybe a hot dog or something. Especially if it's dollar beer night. Yeah, 
exactly. Um, Bringing a fucking C note, baby. Uh, <laughs> but then after that, like definitely going out to eat. I mean, that just gives you the opportunity to sit down and talk about stuff even even further. Then you can also like, you know, see how that person interacts when they're in public and the type of. It's important that people for me like have respect for wait staff as well. Like if they're very not nice, that's a bad thing. And so, yeah, big red flag. But it, it it gives you the chance and the opportunity to see if they genuinely enjoy being with you. And you know, if they don't, you know, if they don't, and it doesn't always doesn't always work. But gives you the opportunity to really sit down and get to know the person, have opportunities to talk with them and stuff. And so, Jeppy, I'm gonna poke a yeah. hole in what you just said. Why would you go out to eat if you just eat at a hot dog? Uh, cause I'm still hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Bro? Right. Cause I am a hungry. <laughs> you think one hot dog uh, gonna fill me up at a baseball game? <laughs> with the right person, it will. Um. Whoa, whoa. Ew. It, it, but like, ew. But like an afternoon baseball <laughs> game, and then a nice evening dinner. A nice evening hot dog. I got. I see your sports date. Let me raise <laughs> you. Horny jail. Yeah, you got. You got missed return. a legitimate hot dog that time. Go back. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, we gotta pull you out of the love shell. <laughs> you lost it. Um, I I see sports date. I will see sports date. Let me raise you pro wrestling date. What a <laughs> dope. Take her to pro wrestling. Uh, WWE. If you're. Yes. The, the, that would like actually be so time, cool. Man. I know, dude. That'd be so cool for a date. WWE angst is around a lot too. Sorry, WWE what? Angst. NXT. Oh, okay. Thank you. Also known colloquially as WWE angst. I thought WWE. I thought WWE angst was in Florida. I have no idea. I'm just talking out of my ass. All right, awesome. <laughs> he put the sunglasses on and started talking out of his ass. So. So, bro, that's not surprising. Bro, you look like the guy in the poster behind you. <laughs> James has transformed into the Big Lebowski. James is the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski is the fucking douchey business guy in that movie. Do you remember when in the movie The Big Lebowski, that guy was like, "I am the Big Lebowski." Bro, that's, that's my, my favorite no. part. He's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's even like like referred to as the Big Lebowski. Yeah, he is, because there's that one scene where he's like, no, dude, I'm the Big Lebowski. Okay. And it's, like, right in the middle of the movie. Uh-huh, yeah. He didn't say that! I lost my pink highlighter when I threw that. I don't know where it went. Well, James finds his highlighter, I think this will be a good time to go to intermission. Intermission. Cue the original song. Intermission. And I... Intermission. Intermission. Going to the intermission. It's intermission. Get a drink or go to work. If you're I don't know where to fit in with this part. Time to go grab a snack. Our next thing on the agenda is actually not a question, it's a shout-out. We just wanted to shout-out to uh, to Taylor, our friend Taylor, whose birthday Yay, is Yay, Taylor! Happy birthday! Yeah. Woo! Happy birthday, Taylor! Happy birthday, birthday to, to you! you. Happy, 
I'm sorry you were born today. Yeah. I'm sorry you were born. That's... Happy birthday. Nobody Happy... asked to be brought into existence. We never yeah. get asked that question. Yeah. We never consent. Anyway, Bingo. happy birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Hope you have a good day. How old is Taylor today? Do 21. We know? 20. What? I would assume I 21. 20, I think 21. Yeah. Taylor, if it is not your 21st yeah. birthday, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, congratulations on starting somewhere between 19 and 22. <laughs> I hope this is a great year for you. Alright, <laughs> moving right along. <clears throat> I want to read an email from a friend of the show, Bill. Uh, Bill has sent us an email. Dear HITV Podcast, hello, this is Bill from your college. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I'm enjoying it. It reminds me of some of the conversations I had while I was a college student. Crazy to think that it'll soon be a whole year since I graduated. Tuning into your conversations gives me a little taste of college while I'm stuck here. I hope that the new year in your college education is treating you well. Keep up the good work. Your pal, Bill. Thanks, Thank you, Bill. Bill. And shout out to you. Congrats on getting uh, into University of Illinois Springfield, man. Hell yeah, brother. I saw that too. Congratulations. Incredib- incredibly prestigious master's program. Good work, good work. Yes, we wish you all the best in your in your master's, Bill. Thank you I very much. I wish you all the best in your continued Russian studies as well. Yes. And Bill yep. has also sent us some questions. Yay. Uh, first Hell yeah, Bill. Too. All right, so here we go. One question I have in mind is about White Day and Black Day, which a rough explanation of the holidays are extensions of Valentine's Day that are celebrated in some countries in East Asia. White Day is for men to gift the important women in their lives with white-colored items, i.e. chocolate, candies, lingerie, etc. And Black Day is celebrated in South Korea for singles. They basically gather with other singles and eat black-colored food. They usually complain about their lack of romance. The question is, should the U.S. practice similar holidays surrounding romance, love, or is Valentine's Day enough? Sounds pretty cool. We should probably change the name of that before we uh, implement that. Just saying. Yeah, I don't think that particularly the color titles translate well to racism, <laughs> racism in the United States at all. But I, I mean, I do think it's interesting to sort of separate. I don't like that White Day is pretty much reserved for what it seems like men to gift things to women. That falls into the same category of heteronormativity we were kind of talking about earlier. But I do like that there's a separate holiday for singles, in a sense, and there's mm-hmm. a sort of kinship and maybe even a discontent that they kind of joke about. I really like that sort of holiday. Well, in, insofar as White Day goes, the, the the general celebration trend seems to be on Valentine's Day, you gift, at least in modern times, you give something to a person you're interested in, and then on White Day, they okay. reciprocate. It's not so much, at least as far as I know, it's not so much heteronormative. Um, but I'm also not... A Japanese person where white day originated, so I couldn't tell you exactly. Are you serious? Yeah, is that surprising? Oh, okay. Yeah, so if, if we needlessly extrapolate on some of these holidays that we're not that familiar with, we apologize. We're not trying to be offensive. We just don't know. But I'd say any any days that allow people to feel more included is good, especially days for singles that allow them to connect with other people. I mean, that's always a good thing because a lot of people do feel pretty left out and pretty alone on days that are like, oh, look at how in love people are. And, you know, people that aren't aren't feeling yeah. that same feeling are left out. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is do we think that like a singles holiday puts too much pressure on people to get into relationships? I guess it's just it's how you sort of structure the holiday. But I'm 
I feel like we should normalize being single for longer periods of time. Well, I think that day will help do that because now, right now, there's no mechanism or day to appreciate and be okay with people being single. Yeah, that's fair. I think one thing that's really interesting about this is like we had questions earlier that were talking about like, do you think, uh, what do you think of like all the typical conventions surrounding Valentine's Day and like kind of like this idea that there's already like a lot of stuff going on, and then. I mean, just compared to the rest of the world, our love holidays are fairly unregimented. I'm more of a fan, personally, of uh, the Japanese uh, Opai no Hi, which is, uh, I think, roughly translate to Boobs Day. That's, that's Boobs Day. I, why do you know that? Why is that, <laughs> that, 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 why that, is that the phrase in Japanese that you know? <laughs> How do we just mute James? <laughs> Anyway, thank you to our sponsor, Lacroix. 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 All right, Brad, it's time for you to cue your crawl Weezer impersonation. Are you going to drink that Lacroix? Mrs. Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to finish that croissant? <laughs> Jimmy, Mrs. Neutron, is your mom home? Are you going to drink the liquor? I was hoping to visit Mrs. Neutron. <laughs> I bought her croissant. So, so Bill, if you weren't expecting Carl Weezer to come into the answer oh, to your question, you've you've now you've now. Now heard I it. have you, Jesse. You're talking to me. <laughs> what? The animal I have become. <laughs> okay. Um, moving, moving along. Uh, has Bill, I am so sorry. Your has... very, your very intelligent and nuanced question yeah. was addressed in that way. Yeah, Bill, that was a good question, but you knew what you were getting when you emailed this show. Um, Next question. All right. Has romance also from Bill? Thank you, Bill. Has romance love become too commercialized and commodified in our late state late stage capitalist system, or are people too cynical in this regard? I think we've answered that a little bit already. Yeah, I mean, just to recap, I think yes, but also it doesn't have to be. Like your love doesn't have to be. And just because you may or may not buy into said holiday doesn't mean you're a bad person for it. You want to get flowers and that yeah. big heart shaped box of chocolates and shit, and go for it. Yeah. Alright. What is the best way to combat toxic behavior towards romance, especially towards women in the LGBTQ plus community in nerd gaming culture, or is this community beyond hope of saving? (laughs) Oh, so this is about Gamergate, right? Wow. It's it's not about Gamergate. Oh, okay. That's that's a difficult question. I mean, what like when you go on to Reddit forums, I think you're going to see like some of the worst things that have ever been said, like in a modern sense by humanity, because they can hide behind anonymous usernames and otherwise. I guess my only quarrel is, is that even really representative of nerd slash gaming culture? It, I, I don't, I can't say so. Cause like, it, that's like saying social media is a completely accurate reflection of our society. And I, I just don't believe that. I mean, like I use, I'm pretty pretty active around like nerd culture and i've seen both ends of it like there's a comic book store that i go to 
and you know women work there and, and go there and Dead never ass? Li- <laughs> stop it <laughs> don't be the problem <laughs> <laughs> and i've never like noticed anything overtly disrespectful um but then i've also been to like card card and like board game stores and a woman will walk in and like people will stop what they're doing to stare Oof. so there's definitely yeah there's definitely like both sides i don't think it's beyond saving i think you just have to like get them to interact with more people i mean call out predatory behaviors yeah yeah big agree if you like if you see something say something yes account- accountability it's is like, huge I, I, in this process i also think that a lot of actions that are taken in this regard are like usually pretty <sighs> a lot of them aren't intended to be performative but they wind up being performative like uh twitch banning certain words that don't really mean a whole lot because it's just going to get ridiculed by the community anyways. Stuff like that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, when you're looking at, like, the places that host the kinds of discussions of nerd and gaming culture, like Twitch or Reddit or otherwise, I, th- I think James is right, that they mostly do superficial things that make them look good in a social sense rather than changing the institutions that create, like, sexism and all other kinds of bigotry on their formats. Uh and also, I've also seen both ends of it. I've seen incredibly supportive communities all over nerd culture, like more often than not. But I've also seen people get upset about uh, Jill's underwear not showing in Resident Evil Two, mm. and people getting legitimately upset about uh, uh, what's the fucking what's the Bioware Mass, Mass, Effect? Mass Effect? Yeah, yeah. People getting legitimately upset about Bioware cutting a couple gratuitous camera angles in their remake of Mass Effect, which were literally just like shots that were basically ass focused, and people are like actually upset about it. Yeah. So basically, yes, there is misogyny and like big toxic behavior in in these communities, but there doesn't have to be doesn't have to be be the change you want to see especially if you're involved in these communities i think leading by example is one of the best things you can do yeah that's huge. but i think institutionally it would be very difficult to get these people out of the basement and actually interacting with people <laughs> in a positive way not to shame you if you're living in a basement nothing wrong with that but yeah i live in a basement when i'm at my <laughs> it, was, that was, it was more of a metaphorical sense well and i, and I think like purchasing wise like purchase games that do it ethically correct like ones that are not just overly emphasizing female sex appeal in their games as a means for people to buy them i i I just think that we should try to support things that are a little bit more neutral than that all right jeffrey did you have anything on this what should we move on (laughs) okay (laughs) absolutely no contributions to be made okay uh last question from bill uh, which U.S. president would you like to date, and which one would you hate to date? <laughs> all of them, and literally all of them. none of them. I would, I would, I would hate to date literally any of them. So, I have an actual nuanced answer to this I'm one. Sorry. Uh, I would like to date Grover Cleveland because he was president, and then he wasn't, and then he was again. And you know what that shows? That shows persistence. If there's a problem between me and Grover, we're gonna work it out. That's like what's gonna happen with um, Donald Trump, the... right? No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're a conservative but no uh so i think that if i was going for the person who would be the most devout lover it'd probably be mckinley yeah mckinley when he was president at the white house when his wife was really really sick 
he would actually walk like all no. the way back to where no, his that was the was state house in DC when he was governor of Ohio. When he's in yeah. the state house, because the, oh, because really? they had a house okay. across yeah. the street from the Capitol. Yeah. So and he, but he would like walk out into the street and just wave to his wife, like pretty much every Aww. single day from across the street, even when she was sickly, and he cared for her a lot. So that tells me that that's a really compassionate person. Obviously, I don't want to be a home wrecker and ruin their marriage, but. <laughs> The one I'd least like to date. Oh God, there's there's so many awful people. <laughs> Christ, probably Andrew Jackson. Like seriously, fuck that guy. Yeah, I I like just completely ruined any oh, chance we that's... had to like using Native American culture in our government and integrating it. I mean, awful, awful human being. That's a good. And you want to talk about someone who would not be nice to waitstaff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay, can we? I would. I think. I think the president I'd least like to date is the one that gave his, like, inauguration speech in the flu and got pneumonia and died a month later. You I don't... wouldn't like to date him? No. I don't want someone that stubborn in a relationship. I need change. That's fucking who is, he, who is it you're talking about? That? I don't know. He, uh... Um, president gave speech in... Is it, is it the one who's the shortest president in history? Harrison. Oh, yeah, Benjamin Harrison. He delivered... Yeah, he yeah. delivered a two-hour-long inaugural address... Uh, the longest ever, another record, uh, and then he died of pneumonia 32 days after his his term. Listen, I don't want my presidential boyfriend to be stubborn. I I need compromise and change. Yeah. Comprehensive answer, Brett. Thank you. So for me, uh, the one I would most like to date is probably either James Garfield. Um. You know, the, our our Lord and Savior, as many of you know, our patron saint. <laughs> Bless up. Um, just because he was so intelligent, and you would probably never get tired of talking to him. He'd be a, he'd just have so much knowledge, and he'd be a really good person to communicate with and talk to. On the other end, I would probably also like to date Jimmy Carter, um, just because uh, oh. he's such a nice guy, and he's uh, lived a very long life, and I don't want my my presidential boyfriend dying on me, uh, like people with pneumonia did, uh, in their presidency. So. <laughs> He's pure. And he is very pure. Yeah, he's very. I pure. want to be. I want to be friends with Jimmy who, who Carter. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, least like to date. I don't want. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the, the look James just gave on the glasses. It was like a teacher, like when they looked down over their glasses <laughs> when, you, when you did something. I've stupid. never had a substitute leave a bad note. <laughs> In my whole career, this is the worst report I've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ronald Reagan uh, speaks for itself. We can move on. Yeah, go to hell. Oh, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for those questions, Bill. Uh, our next round of questions comes into us from Tessa. Thank you, Tessa. Uh, have you ever had your? Oh, James, did you want to answer? Uh, I probably wouldn't want to be even remotely adjacent to any president <laughs> yeah that's not even i think, not I think even jimmy I think carter I, well, no i mean obviously there's exceptions to that rule but i think a lot of them have done not cool things so i just don't want to be associated i mean that's even fair. even like abraham lincoln no not really i think you mean abraham lincoln am i right i don't what? i just don't i don't want to be associated with somebody in like a seat of power like that i just i don't all right that's fair uh thank you bill for those questions 
um, which provided very interesting discussion. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next round of questions comes in from Tessa. Thank you, Tessa. Um, have you ever had your heart broken? How did you handle the breakup? What got you through a tough breakup? I'll, I'll go first. Yes, poorly. <laughs> Jeffrey Robb. I am very sorry. <laughs> God. What a, what a question. I'll go, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, I really haven't because I've been dating the same person since high school. And now I'm engaged to them. And um, I hope it's going well. And I hope she doesn't break my heart. So... <laughs> that's good yeah i mean i guess for me i can't really say i've ever really had my heart broken because i haven't felt like there's ever been mutual buy-in in the relationships that i've had or at least it wasn't really like an equal reciprocation of like attention and love so yeah i know it's a big big sad note but yeah i don't i don't think I've, that's ever really happened as far as handle it um, I guess I usually tend to like immerse myself in work or reading or something else or find a new interest just that I can bury myself in for a little bit of time. But just getting back to my normal routine with classes and stuff has been helpful or was helpful. I sure have gotten my heart broken before. Um, what was it? What was the exact wording of this? Uh, gee, uh have, have you, you ever handled... had, yeah. How did you handle yeah, it? Yeah, uh, definitely have. How did I handle it? Not well. Uh, reconcile with it for the better part of the next few years. Um, if you're listening, I still don't like you very much, but best to you. Um, what got you through a tough breakup? Uh, wallowing in self-pity for the better part of two years and finally speaking to a therapist. Glad you asked. Talking to somebody is good. Yeah. This per that person's definitely not listening though. Yeah. So. Apropos of nothing though, don't like ever feel like you should feel bad for having to like talk to a therapist. That's like what their whole job is. And you also do not need to be going through something really hard to make an appointment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, Sometimes I, it just I, helps to talk stuff out. I have a weekly appointment just to get ahead of shit. Like I, I I'm having a good time the last year I've been doing it weekly. If you're in college and you can do so without paying yep. money. Take advantage of it while you're still there. I mean that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. That's what I've tried to tell so many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Unless you're at a state school where the wait time for an appointment is obscene. That is true. Yeah. Literally just not being alone through a breakup makes all the difference. I I'm elaborating a little bit, sorry. You can cut you're this if I'm rambling. Um, I was on a trip to New York City with my show choir because every year we take a trip. And it was awesome. And we stopped at a rest stop in close to yeah, New Jersey. Like, we're on the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and we stopped. I uh, decided to go to... The, you could go to Burger King or some other restaurant that was there. Went to Burger King. Sitting there eating some lunch with my, with my friends. And lo and behold, we're 200 miles away from Ohio. And that person walks through the door. Like... It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I cannot escape this. This is bullshit. Did you, did you say hi? How are you? No, but she was with her parents and my um my choir director was sitting next to him and he was talking to her parents 
And then as soon as like they walked back out, he looks at me and goes, Oh shit. Because <laughs> he remembered. <laughs> Alright. Excellent. Thanks for that. Yeah, it was a good question. Thank you for <laughs> thanks for dredging that up. Uh also from Tessa, what characteristics do you look for in a partner? I'm not answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess number one is compassion. Compassion is exceedingly important and particularly like not just appearing to be compassionate on social media, but actually living a life, having a career and studying things that try to help people. Um, and then passion too. I know that it's really difficult to get passionate about anything when you're a young person in a lot of ways, but just being able to be engaged in conversations and that kind of thing is important to me. Mm-hmm. Big into the uh, compassion part of that, and I guess yeah. that's an extension to that, like like being understanding. Uh, personally, uh, this might sound bad, but if I detect an iota of some kind of like underlying trust issue, I'm tapping out. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'd like that. I, we needed to like have this like really understanding relationship where we really just tap into each other and i'm kind of spoiled in this regard because i've been with the same person for three years but like in the future i i it would need to be rock solid understanding yeah. compassionate passionate yeah i mean i guess that's that's those are things i look for I, I i want somebody who i could bring to my friends and they would get along with oh we have some bad news for you then we were meaning to talk to you about uh, this wasn't funny. I really thought this was funny. <laughs> and I started it, and I'm just gonna. I was it. I was waiting on you to finish, and then I was gonna laugh. <laughs> so if you, if you left in uh, Jeffrey's, uh, see you next week. A couple Fuck. weeks ago, I think you can. Don't bring it up. Act like that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Anyway, for I I would definitely uh, agree with what's been said already, but like for me, I I need somebody to. I need somebody who's very supportive and there for me because I mean, I, I do a lot of things and I, it's really stressful to engage with so many different things. And I just need somebody who's, who's going to be there to try to uplift me and, and support me. And I definitely do the same for that person. And I also want them to be honest as well, though, when things are going on. And so we can have open communication because if, if somebody's just going to, suffer through something in a relationship why even be in that relationship so so being honest about yeah. anything in the relationship is is absolutely essential i'd like to put a, a, a tiny addendum onto what i said um i would like someone to have similar interests to mine like maybe a couple shared interests at least but not complete overlap when you when, when both you are involved in the exact same things all the fucking time it can get a little little contentious sometimes. Like especially if you're going through a rough patch, it's not conducive to that at all. Yeah, I experienced that in my last relationship because we had like the sim we have sent the same classes and then yep. we did homework together and the only thing that I really had outside of that was like theater. Um which was like my only not with them time. So it's important to have not necessarily yeah. an escape, but like a, a realm in which you can just like breathe and just and just process and be yourself and and it's okay yeah. to say that like it's okay to say 
to that person like hey we shouldn't need to be together all the time like that personal time and that alone time and having other things that you can go and do besides being with that person is is i think a good thing overall for the relationship because it does allow you especially in contentious times to to get away from one another but also just you know do the things that you love to do without necessarily having that person there and that's it's okay to not be you know doing the exact same things all the time i think it's actually help healthy if that's for the what relationship you, if that's what you want to do though and you're comfy doing it by all means yeah. you. that's true yeah i guess i guess one thing i would insert in and i know it kind of maybe ties back to a previous question but i guess just like probably after high school i got to the point where somebody not reciprocating romantic interest in me or not feeling the same way I do about them isn't necessarily reflective of my character and who I am as a person, but rather their preferences. And I think when I came to that conclusion, it was a lot easier to move on past things and then, of course, figure out what you want in a significant other. Oh, sure. I think the characteristic that I look for the most is uh, spontaneity or flexibility, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because not... Bonk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, Low-hang, we're, low-hanging we're never, fruit. I can't help myself. We're never talking about love on a podcast keep your, again. Keep your low-hanging fruit out of my podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, I Because, like, I'm always up to, like, weird shit. Uh, and I, like, keep... Weird, I, <laughs> sleep, I sleep weird hours, and I'm awake at weird hours, and I'm always... I don't know. I just, like... I like being in a relationship with someone that I can just be like, let's get up and, like, go do something. Um... And not, I'm not a big fan of like planning ahead on stuff. Like, let's just go right now and figure it out on the way. Um, yeah, I respect so that. I, I appreciate someone who can roll with that. I literally hate that. So let's not date. <laughs> <laughs> right. Me and James can't date. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you think a person's past relationship should be kept hidden, or should you tell your partner everything? Oh god, what a false yeah. dichotomy. Yeah. Uh... Here, here comes the logic yeah, on that. Not, you don't, you don't have to fall into either of those extremes. Those are not the only two options. You yeah. should be, as a person who has those past experiences, feel comfortable telling your new significant other whatever you feel comfortable telling them. Like the, if it's, if it's, you don't you have know, to be totally transparent. Yeah, if it's your business and and you want to keep it that way, that's fine. And if somebody pressures you to try to, you know, tell them about things that you don't want to tell them about that's probably not a good relationship in the first place. But if you have somebody who respects yeah. you, uh, you know, regardless of what you choose to tell them, I think that's, that's a good relationship there. Yeah. And, and I think like corollary to this, I think if you're the person who's being told, I don't think you have the right to like get upset about like someone else that your partner previously Agreed. dated. Cause that's just not, I mean that, that to me, that's like a controlling red flag. I don't know if everybody feels the same way, but I, I would definitely agree with that because, I mean, the amount of growth, particularly when people are young, they go through from one relationship to another. I mean, you're, you're an entirely different person in two years, so it, yeah. I think it's completely unfair. And that goes to, like, the weird fetishization of of within relationships of, like, oh, you know, I, if you tell somebody, like, how many people you've slept with or the types of relationships you've had, and then they're like, oh, ew, you know, disgusting, like, that's 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 the disgusting part is people wanting to know that information and then being and then just completely trying to destroy you for the things that you've done like that is toxic that is nasty that is you deserve better than that baby yeah i didn't open up about um certain things about my past relationships until 
I was 100% secure in, in my relationship. Like, I, t I took a, a while before I was comfortable with it. Uh, yeah, but tell them what you're comfortable telling them. You don't need to divulge yeah. your entire history to them. You don't need to drop all your baggage off. <laughs> Word. Alright. Um, and then this has kind of been, like, the whole show, but what lessons have you learned from past or current relationships? One thing I'll say... Well, no, Michael, you go ahead. I mean, I, I mentioned one of them, which is just that, like, having enough confidence to know if somebody isn't interested in you, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, or you have to necessarily change something about yourself. But I guess, like, a small caveat I'd put onto that is you're able to learn maybe things you don't do correctly in a relationship based off the criteria somebody else sets. And I guess what I'm trying to say by that is have a conversation with people about what kind of a relationship you're looking into, whether it's casual, something, how often you think you can see each other. And obviously don't do that on the first date. It's weird. Why, why the hell would you ever do that? But as you're getting several weeks in, I, I do think you need to have that conversation and i just know of a lot of relationships where that conversation never gets had multiple years in and, and that's the issue mm. uh, a big lesson that i had to learn is in a relationship especially one that's going to be long term you need to learn how to take accountability without being self-deprecatory you need to be able to work through things without beating down on yourself because just beating down on yourself and especially expressing that, that's not good, not healthy for your relationship. Being able to say, hey, uh, I know what I did. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. Let's work through this. Let's talk through this. That is mature. <laughs> that is an adult relationship. And that is very, very important. And and the the thing you're speaking to is, is very toxic in a relationship. It's like when you, you know are in, a, in an in an argument with that person you're just and they say something like oh i guess you just hate me or oh i guess i'm just a terrible person or something like trying to make you feel bad about that like that's a very very toxic behavior and having that open line of again like the the characteristics we talked about honesty and trust and communication like that is absolutely necessary to any any really any relationship whether it be short term or long term yeah, and even like even outside of romance, like that's also for friends and family too. Like, don't do that to people for sure. Uh, I think the my biggest lesson that I learned from my past relationship is like don't give in to the sunk cost fallacy, where like just because you you feel like the relationship's been going on for so long, you feel like you have to like do everything. Like, if it stops being healthy and it stops being happy, just have an amicable breakup instead of dragging its corpse behind a truck. And then having to deal yeah. with that later. Speaking from experience, have you dragged a corpse behind a truck before? Uh, the corpse is my relationship, yes. Not like oh, a human. sorry. Yes. Slight addendum onto what I said. <laughs> Cheating is never, ever worth it. And that yeah. sounds like common sense, but temptation is a real thing. It is never, ever worth it. Again, sounds like common sense, but speaking from experience, it, it, it is not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to that point, I'm glad that we're sort of moving into maybe a culture or a civil society that tolerates 
open relationships or at least the occasional kind of conversation about that is like, hey, can I, I mean, I've been interacting with this person. Is it something I can pursue? That kind of thing. Because particularly when you're like, you're monogamous for huge chunks of time, I don't think it's evil for you to want to pursue a different kind of pleasure, but you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and again, I'm different than that. It's not really something I've come across, but I totally understand that that is a way people feel and it should be more widely accepted and we shouldn't be so judgmental to the open relationship or anything like that. You should be honest about how you feel and the other person should be open to receiving how you feel, even if they disagree. And, you know, it may, it may yeah. lead to some disagreement, but you have to be open to at least having the conversation if you want your relationship to move forward. There's one thing you want to set day one. Granted, not the first day, but when you're starting to iron shit out. Be transparent about how you feel, you know? there's no, That's how Emily and I have been, and obviously it's led to rocky stuff sometimes, but I'd much rather have an argument where we're both being completely transparent about how we feel about something and move past it because we worked through it than to let something fester. Yeah. Communication is key. Big key. Awesome. That was a fucking solid answer. Um, okay. And then, okay. And you ruined it. The second last question is, what's your dream date night? But we did that one already. So, sorry. Uh, and then last, last question from Tessa is, why should someone else date you? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. I'm taken. (laughs) All right, Emily and Bailey. (laughs) Off my house, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Um, yeah, this is a tough. It's a tough question because you have to really just stand on a podium and say. Because I because I have a higher than one point five KD on Call of Duty. <laughs> hey, bitch! You get a Call of Duty? Because I know Jeffrey who has a higher than one point five KD on Call. That's why. Duty. That's the only reason Bailey likes me. So. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, I'm grind you know, to keep it up. It is. It is really hard to be objective about yourself. This is hard. I, I mean, think I, I'm. Go go ahead, Brett. Yeah, I think I'm fun. I think that's my best quality is I just like to laugh about everything and I can turn everything into a joke, which is often inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to have fun with it. And if you want to come along, you can come along. Is that Gru? No, it was just my voice. Okay. This is Gru, Garl. We are going to steal the moon. <laughs> so that's the main trait. You should... Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I can do Carl Weezer. You should Gru date me because I can steal you the moon. Oh, that's smooth as fuck. Girl, are you my minion? Because I'm trying to steal you the moon. I can only steal the moon when AMC oh. goes to the moon. AMC is not going to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, I do think in all seriousness, I can probably offer effort, like number one. That's a quality that I could definitely put into just about everything I do, and obviously I would do that in a relationship too. So. You should date me because I won't make it a fucking mystery how I feel about something. Hmm. Hints are stupid. Yeah. I also think that uh, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool with two O's. That that is that is, a, that is one. true. That's yeah, correct. Normal. I, mean, cool. I, ju- I, I just said a statement. I, I think that like I have like a pretty robust like set of interests. I like talking about them. I like talking to people about theirs. I like conversations. I don't know. Conversations are what gives my life meaning. My, I, I do think my love language isn't very conducive to a lot of people, because I 
show love in a very odd way. We can have show Emily. love by being mean. Yeah, we we can have Emily on the podcast sometime to talk about that. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, I think I think that's it. Jeffrey, did you answer? No, I don't. I don't think did I have any reason answer? that someone should date me. So I don't know how I made it this okay, far. That's good. Uh, I feel really bad for her, actually. <laughs> Because you sexy. No, I'd say I'd definitely say my biggest thing is dedication. Um, like I, when I am in a relationship, I, I plan on being there for that person and doing things with them and supporting them in their endeavors, and they never have to feel like they're going to be judged or criticized or hated for just being themselves. And I will be dedicated to mm-hmm. to being open with them and. And supporting them in any way that I can. Unconditional acceptance. Exactly. Word. Word. Call of Duty tournament. Call of Duty tournament. <laughs> Jeffrey, it's your chance. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, we, we all just got an email about a Call of Duty tournament. <laughs> oh, 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 God. 7 p.m. today? I have stuff to do. Oh, my. Today? Oh, no, bro. It's war. It's it's a war zone. Oh, also, is everybody go into one war zone. Game? You go into oh. a duo, and the winner will be the person who has the most kills at the end of the game, or until both players die. I'm not good. Okay, with well, the, please, zone, someone team up with me right now, and let's do this. Well, I'm busy. So. Show. <laughs> Michael I mean, I and prob- Jeffrey, I could probably, I could team up with you, oh, Jeffrey. God. Oh my goodness, okay. Well, on that exciting note, I think we're going to start winding down. I do want to have, this isn't a question that anyone sent in, but I do want to ask it. What is like, if you had to do it in like one sentence, what's your piece of advice for a, a, a prospective dater? One sentence. I, I, I don't, I don't really know if, because I feel like we've already covered that a lot and what we've discussed. Give it, give it to me in one sentence. Don't get discouraged. Ooh. I haven't uh, dated like actively in the last number of years because I've only done, I've only interacted with people that I already knew. But uh, it can be rough. Don't get discouraged because you had one or two misses or more than that. You know, keep going if that's what you want to pursue. Keep going. Yes, you'll find a person for you eventually. My- There's a- there are plenty of fish in the sea. Mine is. Do not change yourself mm-hmm. just to like appease someone else or just just be who you are because if you're not if you if you change who you are or you act a certain way just to try to be in a relationship, the relationship isn't gonna work. You have to be comfortable yeah. and confident and secure in yourself more than anything if you want a real lasting relationship. Yeah, I have to second that. Just be unapologetically who yep. you are. Uh, because if you're not, either you're not going to be happy or your partner's not going to be happy. Also, you should be yourself because if you suck, it's not fair for your partner to not know that right away. Yeah, I guess I would like, I know this is more personal for me, but I guess just stop thinking and feel. Because I think maybe we have a tendency to try to rationalize our interactions too much, or maybe it's just me, but like apply logic to why you're with someone. And oftentimes there isn't these easy ways to explain that kind of stuff. So just give in to that sort of sensation of confusion and ambiguity. Love no makes sense. Big facts. Yeah. And now we've come full circle.
Awesome. Well, I think that's going to just about do it for us uh, this week on Here in the Void. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HITV Podcast. You can email us at HITVpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash HITVpodcast. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Who's reading? Fuck, is it me? I don't think we have a reading this week. I yeah, I would do a reading. This is already a long podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who's doing bye? Have we circled? We had this conversation already. Yeah, we had I this think, conversation like every week. I think Brett did it last time. All right, fuck it. I'll, I did it two times ago. I'll do it. Let me get this shit clean. Bye. <laughs>